Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of From the Heart Podcast. My name is Lisa, and this week's episode, we are talking with Brian. Our guest host is with us, Jim, and he did an interview with Brian. And I do want to let you know before you turn your audio on that Brian is still incarcerated. So he did this by phone and we could not cut out a lot of the background noise. So please bear with us during that. Some portions are a little louder than others, but again, we had no control over the background noise as Brian is still incarcerated and did this interview by phone. So I hope you like what you hear and what Brian has to say. He touches a little bit about felony murder rule and what life is truly like behind that wall. So give a listen to Jim and Brian. Hello and welcome back to another installment of From the Heart. I'm your host Jim and we are honored to have with us Brian who is currently incarcerated in one of Florida's state prisons. A quick bio is that Brian was in the wrong place at the wrong time when another man shot and killed his friend. Brian was sentenced to life without parole under the felony murder rule. His conviction was subsequently overturned, and the short version is that Brian was forced to accept a plea deal in order to secure a release date. We put together a few questions for Brian, so without further ado, Brian, thank you for joining us. Hey, what a wonderful introduction. Uh, I just want to thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me. I appreciate it. I truly do. Brian, can you briefly explain what this experience has taught you from arrest and conviction to serving time under the felony murder rule for a crime that you didn't commit? What has this experience taught me? It's taught me so many different things, humility being the first one, but it teaches you who you are as a person. It teaches you what you're made of, and in the pace of all these things, you begin to find your strength, and you begin to find who you are. You know, there's just days upon days of inner reflection where you sit back and you just wonder and think about things. And if anything, you know, you have all the time in the world to think. And in that thought process, you know, you come to see what you're made out of. You see so many people around you that have nothing, that have no one. And it just makes you so grateful for all the things and all the people in your life that you do have. So it's definitely, you know, a very humbling experience, but it's also a very heartbreaking one as well, which is why we fight so hard to try to change these things. It's a a reason to keep fighting. It's just the only thing that you can do faced with adversity moving forward. Um, There's a lot of people in here that allow the system to break them down, and you can see it in their face. You know, they just don't have any hope. And for me, you know, that's just something that I can't lose. For me, that's something that this place has taught me is to not only be humble, but to never lose hope and to be the positive person I know myself to be and to be even stronger moving forward. You know, it's something that people forget is that we're humans too. And, you know, we're brothers, we're sisters, mothers, fathers, cousins. You know, we're family too. And until you have a loved one that's incarcerated, you know, it's almost like business as usual when you're free. You go to work, you do what you're supposed to do, you pay taxes and all of those things, and you don't think about the legal system. You don't think about the justice system. You don't think about unfairness or injustice. So I just continue to be appreciative and grateful of everyone in my life and all those people that support me. And I'm just appreciative and grateful for every single thing. I'm appreciative and grateful for every single day that I'm on this earth. 
no matter how hard or how good those days are, I'm still just extremely thankful for every single day. And I think that's what this place has taught me. Now, you were initially sentenced to life without parole, or LWAP, at the young age of 20 years old. Um, tell us what went through your mind when the jury handed down their verdict of guilty. Just to be accused of something that you know you didn't do, and then to be found guilty of it, was just an unbelievable experience. There were so many things crossing through my mind at that time, but one of the main things that, that I couldn't shake was the thought of this can't be happening, this can't be real, you know, this type of thing just simply doesn't happen, but it was real and I was living it. Unfortunately, in a lot of ways, I'm forced to continuously pay for the rest of my life with the actions of another, and I don't feel that that's fair or just, I just don't feel that that's right. But it's my circumstance, it's the reality I live every single day. And I have to wake up to that and I have to find a way to get through tomorrow and be the best person I can be. You know, being accused of a crime that I know I didn't commit is, it's a heartbreaking experience. But in that situation, you're just forced to deal with it. So you have to ask yourself in that position, am I gonna allow this to make me or am I gonna allow it to make me better? And I hit a point where I just decided, you know what, nothing can break me, and this would definitely not break me, and I'm just going to strive to be a better person moving forward because it's all you can do. Your friend, um, the victim, called asking for a favor, a little help from a friend. Would this experience keep you from wanting to help others now or in the future? You know, I don't think this experience has, you know, made me want to stop helping people in the future. But it's, it's definitely made me a little bit more thoughtful as far as my decision making and you know you have to consider every single outcome and every situation now and that's something that I've never done before not not just from not being a cautious person but you know I've never considered ill intent on someone else's part and I've always considered myself to be a good person. So just having that thought process moving forward I've never considered someone else's intentions. I've just always felt like because I was a good person and I surrounded myself with what I felt like were good people that I didn't have to worry about those things and that's something that I have to consider now because I'm spending 22 years of my life in prison for a crime of another person so for me I want to continue to help people and I always will because that's in my heart you know there's just so many things I could do differently about that day and so many life changes I feel like I could have made from the outside looking in, you know, now that I'm past all those things and everything that happened the way that it did, I can look back and honestly say that there's a lot of changes that I could have made and things that I could have done differently. But in that moment, you know, I was just trying to help a friend. And I, in a way, I don't regret that decision. What is your opinion of the criminal justice slash legal system now? Well, I have many opinions of the justice and the legal system at this moment, um, none of which are any good for that matter. Um, but, you know, dealing with the justice system and seeing justice, justice, quote unquote, justice firsthand um, is not a positive experience. There's, you know, nothing related to justice where anyone could say that they received true justice. Um, it's just, it's not something that we believe in as inmates or prisoners. You know, the justice system here is just a joke, and no one takes it seriously because if you look at the amount of time and the system itself, 
you know, the amount of time that they hand out and just how broken the system is. You have people that are in here, you know, for driving and going to suspended license that are doing 20 years in prison. And you can't honestly look at that from a standpoint of any means and say that's justifiable. You can't look at that and say, well, a person deserved that. It just doesn't fit. The criminal justice system just simply isn't fair. Um, you got people that are serving life sentences for burglaries and people who are potentially spending the rest of their lives in here for crimes they didn't commit or nonviolent felonies or simple things. And that's the point that Florida has come into as far as their legal system is harsh sentencing and laws that don't make sense. There was just a time where Florida felt like that they were too lenient on sentences and too lenient on punishments and then the war on drugs started and they shifted those things and turned them into even harsher punishments and even harsher sentences but now it just simply went from tipping the scales from one side to another and it's just out of control. It's, it's out of control and we're a more modernized society. Times have changed and people have changed. It's just time to change some of those laws that are outdated and to change our legal system. The whole system needs a revamping. There's so many things that need to change because as people and as a society, we have changed. These laws are outdated and, and we're a more modern society. Things are different nowadays. People are different and they just lock up and throw away the key mentality has to change because that's not who we are. We're better people in society than just locking someone up for nothing. It just doesn't make sense. You and the victims were friends, uh, still in high school when this happened. What would you say to the victim's family? I'm sorry for everything that happened. You know, I, I'll, I'll never stop thinking about that day. I'll never stop thinking about everything that happened and the, and the tremendous loss of life. And no matter what I do, no matter how far I go in life, no matter all that I overcome, I'm never going to stop feeling the guilt of losing my friend that day and uh, it was my friend and so uh, what advice would you have for an 18 year old young man that was on the same path you were that fateful day all those years ago I don't think I could have foreseen any outcome like this I don't think I've ever could have seen anything like this happening to me so if I had to give advice to my younger self, I would tell myself to wake up. Maybe not to be involved with marijuana or certain groups of people. But I've always made the best decisions that I know how and, and always strive to be the best person that I could and always make the best positive decisions. So a lot of people out there don't think about those things until it's too late. Until they have a family member or it happens to them and they're caught up in this system that they can't get out of or potentially spending the rest of their life in prison for something that doesn't even make sense. And unfortunately, that's the culture that we live in. That's the society that we live in. There's so many changes that need to be made and I hope to see those changes moving forward. You know, you just gotta find purpose and you gotta find what drives you and what motivates you and find your inner strength and, and capture that and continue to move forward. One of, my, one of my favorite quotes of all time is to live is to suffer, but to survive is to find meaning in the suffering. And you know, I know that quote to be true. I see it every day. We all suffer through the things that we go through. But to survive is to find meaning in those things. Find who you are and find what drives you and the things that you believe and the people that you love and allow those things to strengthen you and motivate you moving forward. It's very important.
You know, one thing that you can never do is lose hope. And no matter how bad your situation is, or no matter how bad the situation is that you're facing, or drastic the circumstances, you got to believe that things are always going to work out the best for you, and know that in your heart. And it's one of the most important things to do with time. It's one of the most important things of just being an overall good person and getting through the hardest parts of your life is knowing who you are and where your strengths are, for sure. You just can't let hardships and life's obstacles stop you. You can't let them break who you are. You have to be stronger than them. You have to overcome them. And you have to find the light on the other side. And this is no different. The situation is no different. To be the best person that I can be moving forward and I have to start considering what the other side of the fence is going to look like. And for me, that's a reality. And that's something that I have to start thinking about for sure. From the time you took the call from the victim um, to watching the prosecutor play his dirty tricks and including your incarceration up until now, tell us where you are with the entire ordeal. The situation is just unfortunate, but it is what it is. I can't change it, and all I can do is accept it moving forward, and that's where I'm at. Um, all I can do is just try to be the best person I know how moving forward and, you know, be the person I know to be in my heart. You know, through all this, I've always maintained my innocence, and I've always been sympathetic for everything that's happened, but it was simply something that was out of my control and something that I couldn't foresee coming. And there's just so many things that I would have done differently, knowing what I've known now. But I, I couldn't read the future. I couldn't see someone else's intentions or their intent. And I'm forced to spend the rest of my life paying for that. You know, my, my arrest and basically my conviction was almost 15 years ago. And in this process, I think I've come to accept what has happened to me and accept, you know, the cards that I was dealt. But I'm never going to give up hope. I'm never going to give up fighting. You know, I'm a strong person and that strength is within me and I'm never going to lose sight of where I want to be and who I want to be moving forward and this situation has never hindered that. Although this journey has been hard and uh, it's just full of hardships, it's, it's made me so much more appreciative of everyone and everything I have in my life. So, you know, in a way I'm thankful that I've had to go through all these things because it's just taught me so much more humility. It's just taught me to be so much more thankful for all the small things. And that's something that we all lose sight of. You know, bad things and hard situations hit everyone. And that's just the way of life. But in those moments, there's two things that you can do. Either allow those situations to break who you are or make you better. And this situation is no different. And I've allowed this situation and continue to allow this situation to make me a better person. I'm truly grateful and appreciative and thankful for all the people I have in my life and all the support, all the people that love me, and I'm just thankful for another day. The gates are open, and you're handed your freedom. What's next in your life? Perhaps becoming an advocate for reform, a motivational speaker, writing a book? Tell us your plans and what keeps you going. The gates open tomorrow, and they handed me my freedom. There's just, there's so many things that I would like to do and so many things that I want to do and so many things that over the years I've just looked forward to and told myself that I will do. Moving forward, it's just hard to say what I would like to do. It's just that, you know, that, that feeling of freedom, that irreplaceable feeling of 
just being able to choose for yourself or getting up and going to work every day. You know, when you're out there, you're just so caught up in everyday life. It's the little things that you lose sight of. But in here, when you're stripped away from everything, it's just something that you look forward to so much more. Just getting up and going to work every day, being able to hug your family, opening up the refrigerator and just choosing. So there's so many things that I would like to do moving forward in the future. I would love to be an advocate for reform. There's so many injustices that I've witnessed since being in prison. Um, there's so many things that I would like to change. But, you know, even just little things, you know, seeing a sunset or waking up to someone you love or, you know, just enjoying laughs and memories. And, you know, those are the things I look forward to most moving forward. Have you met anyone else incarcerated and serving time under the FMR? I've been in prison, um, one of which was a very close friend of mine that sadly and unfortunately to say um, gave up hope and, and took his own life a couple of years ago, but it's, yeah, it's just it's still hard to deal with, you know, it's one of those things that you'll never forget, so. So tragic, and... This is just a small glimpse into the world that we call our criminal justice system. And specifically here in Florida, they can't get past the idea of punishment and move into redemption, rehabilitation, and making everybody productive members of society. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know when we'll find the leadership that is bold enough and strong enough to make these decisions. I just certainly hope that we do soon because we are wasting so many lives with our thoughts on incarceration. There's a lot of people in prison who shouldn't be in prison. There's a lot of people who have been over-incarcerated. There's the tragedies where they give up hope. It's their families, their loved ones, so many shattered lives because of an archaic system. We need to find a better way. Other countries have very successfully. Why can't Florida be a pioneer? Okay, I'm off my soapbox. I want to thank you for joining us at From the Heart podcast. I really hope that you come back for more. And I really hope that somewhere, some way, somehow, somebody hears this that makes a profound difference to where they're willing to make a change and willing to help make a change. We need a larger voice. We need to gather together. Again, thank you for joining us at From the Heart Podcast. I'm Jim. I am your guest host. Join us next week. Thank you.